Welcome to School of Parenting with myself, Rachel, and my co-host today, Joe Collier-Keys. Good morning, Joe. Hi, Rachel. How are you doing? Good, thank you. Well, we're going to be discussing this morning what your teenagers will be eating when they move out of home for the first time. So it could be going to university or college in September, or perhaps they're moving out of home uh, for, for a job. So if you've got any questions, um, email in rachel at river.radio. We're also going to hear from um, a chat I had with Louis. So he's on the front line. He's just finished um, first year of university. Um, Yeah, going into second year in September. So we'll be hearing from um, my chat with him about some of the things he's been doing with his food and cooking. Um, But first of all, Joe, tell us a bit about you. Oh, well, thank you very much for having me on again. I do love coming and chatting on the radio with you, Rachel. It's always good fun. Um, Yeah, I am Jo Keyes and I am a natural chef and healthy eating educator. So I retrained after my third child. I'm a mum of three, um, went to school and decided I needed to do something new and something different. So I went back to college and trained at the College of Naturopathic Medicine to become a natural chef. Mm. Um, And so then started up my business, Time to Nourish. Um, where I focused very quickly into, um, instead of sort of the catering side of it, more sort of the healthy eating educator uh, side of it. So teaching people how to um, eat more healthily, um, but in a really easy way, um, nothing complicated, but just a little bit of education around nutrition, but more li- more sort of giving people sort of confidence in the kitchen, really, to, to see how easy it can be and introducing them to different ingredients that maybe they've never come across before for mm. um, and kind of developing uh, courses and workshops like that um, and then progressed into uh, the menu and mind where I help ladies um, uh, to bring together sort of their mindset and their eating um, to progress forward towards whatever health goals that they currently have so that's how it is um, and a kind of the sort of comes into the university and the teaching the younger generation is really important to mm. me because the sooner they get some skills and some knowledge and some confidence in the kitchen, um, the better they will set themselves up for for when this time comes that yeah. they when they fly the nest really. Because obviously um, at school they, they they might have done some cooking at school. Um, mm, yeah, I know in so. the first few years they would have done some cooking. And then I guess is that is it maybe if they choose to then go on and actually do that as a GCSE or something. That's right. Yeah, might. I think um, now in comparison to when I was at school, the um, the sort of cooking side of things, the home economic side of things, as I would call it, is is very limited on the on the curriculum now. It's it's kind of an option within a number of options so they may do a term of it yeah um and then yes then when they get to GCSE age so sort of year year 10 they unless they choose to take on food tech then Mm. that's it that's there's nothing more for them Mm. um which I think is you know 
probably not the best you know I think it is such an important life skill especially with you know obesity cases rising you know and one of the things behind that is is people's lack of knowledge and experience Mm. it's um to be able to to cook from scratch Mm. and I guess when they do it when they're younger at school they might not have so much of an interest I mean I know when my son has done it in his secondary school to be honest, I don't think I've ever seen him eat whatever it is he's brought home. Um, and, and obviously they're trying to, it's, it's probably because it's a bit too healthy. It's not a tube of Pringles. Well, but um, whereas when they're a little bit older and perhaps understanding more, that's, yeah. that's the critical, critical time, I guess. Yes, I think so. And I think uh, their interest in, um, in healthy eating and what they're putting in their mouths really doesn't, you know, and, and I think this is across the board, but sort of some of the statistics I was reading about um, some studies that were done with university students in the UK is that uh, the sort of the patterns of behaviour towards a more healthy diet and healthy lifestyle were definitely in the older students, mm. um, certainly not the younger first year students students um you know it's as they progress and maybe they're noticing the um the the impact of not such a healthy diet and lifestyle that then they realize that they need to make the change but then you know if they don't have the knowledge and the skills to be able to to make that change it's very difficult for them and why is it so important i mean it might sound like a really silly question to ask but i mean it it is important because it affects obviously have lots of effect on their brain and various other things very much so you know if our body is not given the right uh, nutrients um, our body can't work effectively and your concentration can be affected your ability your memory ability uh, can be affected your sleep um, your energy levels your concentration it, it can all be affected and and supported by a good healthy diet um, and of course you know when you're younger you can generally get away with it mm. um, uh, from you know from you you don't necessarily see those symptoms immediately and because you know we're we're from a a society that is so um sort of immediate gratification you know you you know cause and effect if they can't see that immediate effect Mm. they don't they don't understand or believe it and also if they're at home and then they haven't moved out of home yet that they're obviously their diet is being supplemented by hopefully some healthy meals that you know mum or dad are cooking so they might not notice it notice it immediately so what might university students traditionally eat I mean I asked a Louis who has just finished (laughs) his first year at university and top of the list was noodles because they're quick (laughs) and easy now but I think I think it's the pasta noodles though not the packet not a pot noodle no 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 no. it is it is like the more of the Mm. pasta noodles yeah so obviously that's better than Mm. the pot or the instant because I imagine those ones have got lots of yeah it's because of the added ingredients that they put into those that make those an unhealthy option you know a a decent uh, noodle is is great it's and and you can put all sorts of things with that and like you say they're really quick and really easy to cook so and other things he he listed but uh, bacon bagels right yeah now, now bagels are high energy though aren't they they are high energy and you can make a healthy choice with a bagel um you know if you if you go for a really white sweet bagel is obviously mm. going to give you a bit of a sugar rush which is going to affect your energy and concentration later but if you go for a wholemeal or seedy bagel okay. um 
then that would be a much better choice. So, you know, even within the class of food that you want to eat, you can make a decent, healthy choice. And then burritos, fajitas, pasta dishes, noodles, I mentioned stir fry. So dishes that now he he actually lived um, with, there was a group of eight of them. Right. And they did have a a kitchen. Right. So they were able to do that. And it was more for them. It was just that being easy and quick and meals that possibly didn't involve various steps in the preparation or assembling so I guess those types of things can go in I mean is that I mean that sounds reasonably healthy to me as a non yeah absolutely um you know things things like fajitas um you know can be can again you can make them more healthy or less healthy Mm. um so if you think about fajitas if you buy um one of the i'm not going to mention any brand names but some of the packet sort of Mm. fajita mixes they'll be loaded with sugar and ingredients that you really don't need to um don't need to be consuming Mm. but if you had the knowledge um and a few spices in a spice rack that you knew you were going to use you know just you know, a, a teaspoon of the smoked paprika and chili powder and oregano and salt. And as long as you know what those, you know, teaspoon of each of those are, you can make your own fajita mix, which is actually much better oh. uh, flavor wise than okay. the, the packet ones would be anyway. Yeah. And again, with the type of wrap you choose, you can either choose a really um, refined white wrap or you could okay. choose a much more healthy seedy brown wholemeal wrap mm. um, and then the sauces that you put in it you know if you can mash up an avocado instead of buying a guacamole that's been uh, that's got again extra added ingredients that don't need to be there because it's effectively a processed um, mm. but yeah absolutely chicken peppers onions as long as you're getting all those vegetables in there as well and different colors of those you're getting a variety of nutrients you're getting some fresh vegetables it's quick and easy to make um you can make them you know vegetarian as well if you want to um you know you okay. could put chickpeas in to mm. make sure you're getting your protein instead of the chicken um and and that would be a you know some salsa would be fabulous yeah tomatoes. so well i don't know about anybody any parents out there listening but i have learned something already <laughs> what's that as in the fajita so the yeah. fajita mix yeah absolutely so i have to confess i've never done it from scratch yeah. oh i feel really awful no, confessing it's, that. Ah. But it's, so it sounds you've just yeah. made it sound really simple yeah and then it doesn't have those other all the other added ingredients in yeah. them absolutely yeah making a quick fajita uh, ah. blend is good for you but if you want to you know there are it's it's about making a choice again if you don't want to create your own mix there mm. are mixes um on the market that are just purely the the spices yeah. without all the other added ingredients mm. so look at the packet mm. um and and have a little look at the ingredients so that you okay. are making a good choice and so would that be t- so what i mean what do you think um uni students might traditionally eat then that that, that sounds like louis and his group yeah, pre- reasonably healthy and 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 cooking those things obviously cooking from scratch but what what are some of the dishes that you've heard of then that well, the, other yes. than the tube of Pringles, <laughs> yeah, which is I mean, really a meal replacement. Is I mean, it? that's what we want to do. Really, is is to give them, um, you know, a, a handful of of healthy. Um, you know nutritious options that are quick and easy to make that Mm. that they will like so we're thinking like a a curry to be able to make a curry sauce um, instead of having to go and buy a jar to make a pasta sauce Mm. um, you know a tomato or a creamy pasta sauce um, to be able to make a chili sauce um, uh, to be able to make soup maybe um, 
and and then kind of the stir fry noodle type things so mm. an, an asiany uh, a version of of noodles mm. uh, which you know and all of which if you've got the basic sort of sauce ingredients or the flavor mixes and you know how to create those quickly and easily i mean my curry sauce my chili sauce i don't even cook them i blend the ingredients together first and mm. then you know so i have a raw uh, sauce and then we can do whatever we want with that and you know if different people want different things you know some want to have meat with it some don't um, then then that's very easy to to work out between different people in the in the house maybe okay and then would that work it was so that could work with like a batch cooking perspective yeah. then so if you make a sauce you could then use it for yeah, with other items or other ingredients for another meal on another evening absolutely yeah definitely I mean sort of, sort of the sauces that I would make would serve at least up to four so if you're only cooking for yourself you make the batch of sauce and then you could just portion the other ones up and pop them in the fridge for a couple of days or into the freezer if you've got some freezer space but I do think that you know that is sometimes a struggle that the students do have is the amount mm. of space um, and the environment that they have to cook in it's not always ideal um, so another piece of advice I would give uh, to parents is is to maybe consider from a cooking perspective having um, either an instant pot or a slow cooker that they could have on the side so that they don't have to always use um, the the cooking facilities that are there if you're sharing a a kitchen with people who aren't as cleanly or you know and the environment becomes unable to be cooked in which I have heard stories of um, you know then they have the ability to be able to cook the whole meal within one pot Um, Mm. on the side um, and it doesn't sort of impact on anybody else Um, I think that's important as well yeah because so with Louis's example then he lived in a flat a shared flat with eight of them all Mm like-minded students and they shared the cooking Uh, they would take it in turns one of them would cook so every week or so um, one of them would cook up a big meal for all of them and that's how it worked yeah Um, but as you said not everybody's going to be in that situation no they really might be sharing what a kitchen with lots more people well, or either, yeah. with people that maybe aren't yeah, yeah, who who aren't looking after the place or okay. cleaning up after themselves, or they don't have enough uh, fridge space to to have fresh ingredients or freezer space to be able to freeze batch things. Um, so then you want to have the ability to be able to maybe whip up a sauce and then just chuck it in with um, some 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 tin stuff. So don't mm. you know? Don't shy. Don't feel that you have to always have fresh. Um, fresh fruit and vegetables you know tinned vegetables um tinned pulses beans and pulses are also really cheap because that's the mm. other thing is is the budget that often the students are on um makes them feel that they can't uh, always cook from scratch um but that again i think is a is a learning curve as to finding where to go to be able to to find um inexpensive ingredients that you can cook from it's funny one of the uh, reports i was reading earlier on this week was saying that the most common weekly spend is around 20 to 29 pounds per week for one student's food um which sounds quite limited to me Mm. but it is absolutely doable really Um, yeah only one in five were spending up to 40 pounds weekly on 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 food you know and 40 pounds for one person is quite a lot i think so you know i think you can definitely do um between so if they're spending that much money then that that's assuming they're making they are making their meals from scratch because there's no way you'd get away with that but it's obviously more expensive to buy ready meals takeaways all that kind of thing isn't it so 
that's brilliant yes yeah, so a yeah. lot of them are I think they have to um, yeah and but but it's what they're buying you know is it is it mm. white bread and baked beans um another great one is eggs know what to do with your eggs you mm. know the variety <laughs> of foods and meals that you can make with eggs and eggs are so good for you mm. um you know I think that's another skill know what to what you can do with your eggs and, re- and, and reasonably <laughs> and they're priced. easy to yeah reasonably priced easy to store yeah. keep well um, I think they're a, they're a really good really good option to think about your eggs. Okay, well we might take we might take a quick break and then when we come when we come back from the break, maybe we can just have a chat then about some of these um, what so equipment or yeah. utensils or just some basic things. Then perhaps parents could think about you know su- supplying their yeah. um, their older teen with so they can make the the best decisions food, best food choices brilliant uh, we'll be back after this across the thames valley one more time across the thames valley this this is river radio Ooh. well now for some pop music try this When I think back on these times And the dreams we left behind I'll be glad cause I was blessed to get To have you in my life When I look back on these days I'll look and see your face You were right there for me
Welcome back to School of Parenting with myself, Rachel, and my co-host and guest today, Joe Colley-Keys, a natural chef. And we've been um, chatting about what your teenagers, your older teenagers, will be eating when they move out of home, potentially for the first time this coming September, perhaps for university or college, or even moving out of home if they're, you know, going into a job and moving out of home for the first time. Um, so we've we've um, spoken about um, a few meal ideas and mm-hmm. about having, you know, healthy options and that kind of thing. Um, and um, and I'd shared about how I chatted to Louis, who's just finished his first year at university, and some of the things that him and his um, he there's eight of them in their flat, so they do have their own kitchen. Yeah. But you mentioned that not everybody is going to be in that situation. No. So what could parents do to best equip their their children when they go off in September? Bearing in mind that we want them to eat healthy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think it's 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 a combination of making sure they've got some basic knowledge about what is a good good choices and not good choices. Um, so, you know, we're talking about things there. It's just, you know, just real basics about just thinking carefully about what they put on their plate um, so that you've got a good balance of nutrition on that pet plate. I think the key is to keeping sugars low and keeping processed foods low. Um, and so to make sure that they're getting enough protein and then when they're ch- when they're choosing their carbohydrates, mm-hmm. um, so their pastas and their which, you know, they're all going to be eating a lot of. I, I have very mm-hmm. little doubt, you know, but the choices of, of the pastas, the spaghettis, the rice, trying to encourage them and get them used to not choosing the white refined versions of those. It's making sure that they're making the choices to go for the whole grains um, and the brown versions of those because they're full of better fiber, um, which is going to be really good for sort of their gut health. Uh, because, you know, we've got to be realistic. These uh, many of the students are going to be, um, you know, letting their hair down a little bit. But if we can make sure that, that, that they are making some good, healthy choices where they can um, and choosing whole grains with the sort of oats and brown rice and seedy breads um, and brown whole wheat pasta and things like that and not forgetting things like the beans and the pulses which are really good value um mm. you know from tinned um you know t- tinned chickpeas and uh beans and lentils and things like that are really really great for them and will fill them up um and keep their energy levels um sort of balanced which is really important for them while they're uh, while they're studying um, and helping with their concentration and obviously um getting a good uh, variety of fruits and vegetables um in all the different colors is really important um and, and getting um and, and teaching them where they can find those fruits mm. and vegetables um, at a decent price. You know, you don't have to be going to Waitrose finding the most perfect things. You know, there are mm. um, more local sort of independent places that uh, are markets and places that they may, you know, go to where they would get much better value um, if they were worried about that. And then in terms of sort of equipment, um, it's getting the larder filled with some of these staple ingredients so we talked briefly about sort of um, making your own sort of fajita mixes instead of buying packet mixes which Mm. one are much more expensive and two often got a lot of ingredients in that we don't want to be eating so it's making sure you've got a good variety of the the standard basic um, herbs and spices in Mm. you know dried Um, so sort of a chili powder a smoked paprika oregano um, 
you know that those kind of basic mm. ones um and I, I i run through a, a lot of that on on some of the courses i i run and then stocking up on um the beans and the pulses and the tins and also not forgetting that if you have got freezer space that you know frozen fruits and vegetables are just as good um from a nutritional perspective and quick and easy to store and cook um as well so those would be the things i would um put in the larders mm. um and obviously your your pastas and things like that uh, but also then you know thinking about the equipment that you're going to have not all students have um access to excellent facilities in a kitchen mm. as we mentioned earlier on you don't know who you're going to be sharing with and how they're going to leave the state of the kitchen as to whether it's going to be in a um, cleanly environment that you would expect or want to for it to be a nice environment to cook in and you know sort of surface space and things like that are often quite limited so having a piece of equipment um, that you can cook a whole meal in like a slow cook or an instant pot as we mentioned having something like a Nutribullet that you can make smoothies and things in quick and easy um, and teaching them how to you know the the best ingredients to put in a smoothie so it's not just purely fruit um, would be uh, an an idea Uh, but hopefully most of the um, the students would have access to the to the basic sort of pots and pans and things like Mm. that Um, a grater I think is a great option not just to grate your cheese but to sort of grate vegetables uh, into uh, dishes that you're making so if you're making bolognese or shepherd's pies which are another great staple I think of of students if they know how to make them from scratch you can grate in all sorts of different vegetables to add in nutrients or add a tin of lentils into them so that you're reducing the the cost um, by sort of substituting Mm. some of the meat um, for sort of lentils to bulk things out um, is a really good sort of skill to learn Um, and you know I think those are the kinds of things that we want to get the students uh, used to or giving them the ideas of because a lot of them would never have even thought of some of those things and I think that's it and something like a smoothie I mean I only learned from you (laughs) on one of your courses that I did how to what should go into it you know to me a smoothie was maybe you have your milk and your fruit or something I just had this vision (laughs) of like a strawberry smoothie or something like that um so it was only just yeah you know so that's 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 an adult yeah well you know what it's not just your fruit that goes in no because then it's just like a milkshake isn't it really (laughs) yeah Um, which is fine you know it's one way of getting fruit in um but it's better to turn that into a a, a decent meal effectively Mm. by making sure that you've got some form of protein in there whether you use that as a a protein shake powder or whether you add in some nuts or some seeds um, when you're blending it cashew nuts blend down beautifully um into a you know sort of a a, a creamy texture adding in some fat which again could come from nuts and seeds or maybe a little bit of avocado because then um, you're having all the sort of fat soluble vitamins that you would be getting from your fruits and vegetables that are Mm. going in your smoothie they can be better absorbed if there's fat in there that may come from milk if you're using a full fat milk um but also to sneak in some vegetables don't don't miss the opportunity to have well, some vegetables and the thing in there. is on the, on the smoothies that i've made since doing some of your um courses with you is lots of those vegetables that you sneak in you actually don't no, taste them absolutely as not. vegetables yeah so if there's some vegetables that you're not that but you know you, you know like the greens i'm mm-hmm. thinking the green vegetables yeah. that uh i mean i make a smoothie at the moment and i put you know the spinach leaves in it it doesn't taste like spinach because you know I put the the seeds in now and I put a little bit of coconut oil 
Um, I do have a protein powder. And actually, yep. those protein powders, they last for a long time. Oh, gosh, they do. You know, yeah. they are expensive, they are. the good ones. But then they last for ages. Mm. Um, so, yeah, when you put that in, it doesn't taste like I'm drinking a glass full of um, a, a spinach. Greens, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a glass full of greens. But I think how much is actually then going into my body. So it is yeah, I a mean, great A, a chocolate-flavoured uh, smoothie mm. is a great place to hide in lots of greens. Mm. Because often when you put the greens in, um, if you're mixing them with uh, sort of strawberries and things it goes a muddy brown color mm. and it doesn't look very appealing mm. but if you turn it into a chocolate smoothie by adding either some cocoa powder cacao powder or a chocolate protein That's powder yeah. um, you can hide anything in there mm. and um, and it's great and like you say the, the protein powders are can be quite expensive um, but you don't need to use mm. the um, the amount that they suggest you know maybe two scoops or whatever to get a full whack of protein you, you don't need to do that you you just want to get the flavor and the sweetness maybe to disguise some of the vegetables if you want to um mm. but you can you know add in oats as well and you know 30 percent of um of students uh who were surveyed in this report i was reading 30 percent of them skip breakfast most days um, um you know and and that may be time you know they like to lie in or whatever but if they've got a you know a, a pre-prepared smoothie that they can mm. that they've made the night before um or that they've can they've got the ingredients ready to just throw in a blender Mm. Um, first thing in the morning it it takes no time at all well you could set it up the night before yeah couldn't you? absolutely you could put your ingredients yeah, in and then it in the fridge i mean those nutribullets are brilliant yeah, aren't they because that's literally five seconds or whatever 10 seconds in the drink cup that's right i guess if they are going off or yeah. you know going add some ice in as well them. that would be my yeah. other top tip it that you know fresh freshly ground ice within the smoothie just completely changes it from to make it so much more palatable if you struggle with smoothies and then so what about other equipment then if 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 they haven't got access to a lot of stuff or um a kitchen or yeah you know something like that is there you know something that they could just bung everything into and cook a nice healthy meal i mean yeah that's, you know. that's the instant pot or the slow cooker really that we've right. mentioned before so okay. for example an instant pot they come in all sorts of sizes now um but you can do everything in there literally everything in there i mean you can even cook a whole chicken now i've never used one of those we used a yeah. slow cooker but not an instant pot so yeah in, okay. instant pot um and slow cookers i i love both of them obviously the instant pot is quicker um, but you can use a slow, there is a slow cooker function in there. But, mm. y- you know, you can cook everything from your joints and meat to rice. Um, okay. You know, you could survive with just an instant pot quite quite easily. And um, the only thing you can't do is toast your bread in it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and um, they're obviously, what, you plug them in? They're obviously quite yeah, safe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, you just plug them in. You've got your yeah, pot there. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Um, mm. The other thing would be a decent knife and a knife sharpener. You know, mm. at least, you know, have one decent knife to be able to cut your vegetables and learn how to, I mean, you know, coming on to the next thing that they need to learn really is just some basic cooking you know sort of cooking skills and knife skills really to start with mm. learn how to cook a, uh, cut an onion properly Le- because there's no fun you know people don't don't get joy out of cooking unless they've got the right equipment um and that they have the right skills or knowledge you know if you learn to cut an onion properly it's actually quite satisfying or maybe that's just me <laughs> um you I know think that is just you is it okay <laughs> Um, you know and cutting a pepper properly so you haven't got seeds flying everywhere or you know if you can cut an onion without sort of cutting yourself or making yourself cry Mm. it's you know it makes it easier it makes it less of a chore 
Okay. And then so um, so these are some of the skills that you are teaching on your course. Tell us about your course. Yeah, so I'm just offering, um, you know, to, to run sort of these uh, workshops or courses um, that are tailored really to what whatever those particular students um, or young people require to learn. Because everybody's at different stages. Some people have got skills and want to learn recipes. Some people don't have any skills and just want to get the basics of of things like cutting an onion and a pepper mm. and a crushing garlic and things like that so yeah I'm offering sort of three hour workshops um where I can take up to four students or four four young people in my kitchen mm. um and we can either do it as uh, two of them cooking along at a time or we can just do it as a demonstration if we cook along together then they get lots of food to take home with them as well okay. um, because whatever they cook they can take home um and feed the family and it's about learning some of those those recipes that we were talking about earlier on learning how to make a, a curry sauce a chili sauce um you know ha- how to do um fajita mixes um maybe pizza bases but they can learn come and learn whatever they want i send them some information about um, okay. some of the recipes that mm. i like to teach and that i've had other students enjoy learning mm. um that are quick and easy to make um and if that's what they want to do, that's great. Or if there's specific things that they want to learn, if they want to learn how to utilise their eggs um, and, and cook eggs, because, you mm. know, let's face it, there are people who don't even know how to boil an egg mm. because they've, they've just never had the opportunity or, or the need to before or to come and learn a bit more about the nutrition side of it. I mean, it all kind of gets rolled into one. Mm. Um, you know, if they come to want to learn recipes, obviously we'll be cutting an onion properly anyway um, and things like that. So... Just really to give them some um, kitchen confidence um, and learn some recipes that they can take away with them. And do they have to be there in person or can this be, can can they do this? I I am offering it via Zoom as well. I I can do sort of um, a screens of up to eight people via zoom um and then they can either cook along or they can just watch me demonstrate um i think it's it's more fun if we cook along Mm. together um and you learn more i think if you cook along as well yeah because you're then actually doing it so from a confidence point definitely definitely Um, and obviously if they're in person they get to taste the food as well yeah absolutely (laughs) well I have done some of your cook-alongs and they they are yeah they are good fun I mean I you know everybody else seems really frantic on the screen (laughs) and you're just really calm well sometimes it's about you know and and that's another skill to to learn really um or to give them the idea to do is to be prepared Mm. and actually think about what they're going to eat at least tomorrow or ideally for maybe if they're budgeting then they're going to have to have some kind of planning skills as to how they're going to to make that money last Mm. um and and you can utilize one dish into something else for the next day and and thinking about what they're going to eat for breakfast lunch and dinner i mean i think you know these 30 students who skip breakfast um you know regularly maybe that's just through lack of planning you know mm. if they had something there quick and easy to 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 run off with in the morning then then maybe they would and that would really benefit them from a from an energy level and a concentration level when they're actually at at, uh, at college learning absolutely um, I know a lot of them are still uh, via screens aren't they bless yeah. them you know and actually this it's funny this study was um showing that kind of the uh sort of they they found sort of four modes of uh of eating so there was only 10 percent, but you know there was a clear batch of them who were vegetarian okay um, there was a, a health conscious 
mm. batch. Um, there was the snackers, and then there was the convenience, which came under the, the red meat and the alcohol consumers. Right. So they were those were the kind of four <laughs> categories that people fell into, and it's interesting that um, they were sort of looking at the nutrient profiles of these four different categories. Mm. Um, and as you would expect, the 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 most nutrient uh, benefits were found from the health conscious, mm. um, and slightly less so from the vegetarian, because it's very easy to be vegetarian but not actually eating a lot of vegetables you just okay. you know it's a lot of pasta and mm. white rice and um and white white bread um so uh, but the majority of those were in the health conscious and the vegetarian f- categories were uh were girls uh, okay. and ones who had cooking abilities Oh, so the snackers okay. and the mm. convenience pe- because they did convenience takeaway is that yeah take- but pre- okay. pre- already ready meals ready meals yeah pre-prepared okay. and those were the ones who were spending the most money yeah absolutely and then so with snackers i mean are there will they also learn things about because uh, obviously we all like to snack yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> i think university students <laughs> like snack um so will they learn things about healthy snacks then as well they can do yeah so yeah. on on the sort of variety of, of recipes i offer uh, or suggest that we might cook together we we cover breakfast we cover snacks sort of things like you know homemade bliss balls um, mm. and things like that sort of flapjacks and things that they can have and they can make which are low in sugar um you know made with uh sort of dried fruits and healthy healthy ingredients mm. um, and there is every anything that is um homemade is likely to be um better for you from a, an ing- you know from a nutrition perspective than than anything that has been I love a bliss ball. Oh, I love a bliss ball too. <laughs> and actually, it's something that um, it's one of the few things that I cook that my children will eat. You don't need to cook; that's just blending. Because, as you know, make because as, yes. as you know, I have been trying out. Um, we're trying out. Um, we we did try whole grain rice yesterday. Oh, well it done. Was, um, well, no, because oh. it was a complete failure. <laughs> oh no! Yeah. So, um, in what way that they didn't well, like so it? So you have told me this, Joe, before. I need to take baby steps, yes. and I. I I mean i thought that was taking a little step but my husband did say whole grain rice it's a step too far oh, with really? the kids with the kids they're younger yeah. um so yeah the comment was what's happened to the rice i think they <laughs> i don't know whether they thought i'd burnt it or something <laughs> Rachel. no it's meant to be that color <laughs> it's not meant to, well obviously they're used to bleached white right, yeah. rice it's funny, um it? so no i hadn't burnt it i just tried yeah. to use whole grain rice so um okay so so take Take a step backwards and next time do half white and half in and it is just about putting Ooh, in doing okay. it half and half. So That's, they don't notice. Yeah. Yeah. So have not thought about doing that with rice. Yeah. Okay. I do, I do it with pretty much well, everything. You, you have you have suggested that with you know the meat and the vegetable. Obviously the mm. time I went full on Veggie, vegetable yeah. and yeah, that was an explosion in our <laughs> Um, and you said about the half and half, but I hadn't yeah. thought about to do it with rice. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I do that with them. Um, so I like <laughs> cauliflower rice, um, mm. but of course there's absolutely no way I could serve up cauliflower rice. Yeah. So, but I like to have, well, I don't just do it with cauliflower. I do all sorts of um, all sorts of vegetables in it. So I'd put carrots in there, celery, onions, uh, courgettes and things mm. like that, along with the cauliflower to make it effectively what I call a vegetable stir-fried rice. Mm. Um, uh 
but obviously they would not just eat the vegetables so I would then mix theirs half and half with rice ah. um, and you know and and or quinoa you, you know trying different grains with them mm. um, so but they will now have it you know quite happily they just call it veggie rice and it's, so they're okay. getting the vegetables mm. in there as well as the rice um, but mine have, mine have been eating whole grain rice for a long time now I mean they used to they, they never used to um, in fact we go to my mother-in-law's um, so she's Jamaican so you know rice and peas is a, a big thing over there yeah um but she would use white rice um and they would pick out the beans um so that they would just eat the white rice and then so then she would just only do them white rice and I'm like why do you have to eat white rice here you know at home you don't <laughs> it's, it's mm. just the environment that they're in that they what their choices they make but now they're they're quite happy I don't I don't ever make white rice <laughs> oh okay well I'm gonna try that I'm gonna try the half and half yeah do and half I, and half and I'll yeah I'll let you know <laughs> how it yeah. goes okay well let's take a song break and I didn't mention we it was it was Faith Hill there you'll be that we heard from earlier um let's take a song break and then when we come out we let's um we can let everybody know what they where they can go to find out oh, about great. this course um I feel like I need to like uh come along on it on a sneakily <laughs> <laughs> to find out how to make a fajita mix, uh, mix. Across the Thames Valley. One more time. Across the Thames Valley. This, this is River Radio. Well, now for some pop music. It's the last chance to feel again. But you broke me. Now I can't feel anything. When I love you and so untrue. Myself, when I'm speaking, it's the voice of someone else. What tears me up? I try to hold on, but it hurts too much. I try to forgive, but it's not enough to make it all okay. You can't.
Welcome back to School of Parenting with myself, Rachel, and my guest and co-host today, Joe Colley-Keys. And we just heard Broken Strings from James Morrison and Nelly Furtado. So we have been talking about um, our older teenagers going off to um, university or college or just leaving home and basically cooking for themselves. So we've had um, some great chat about and some ideas of some staples, um, basics, some equipment, Um, We heard from Thank You Louis, who is a first year out of university student. He gave us some ideas about some of the dishes that they've been that he's been cooking with his group of eight. Um, So they take it in turns. They do communal meals like um, he's got they do a pasta with bacon and leeks and a chili and stir fries and and I mean the thing that you were talking about Joe is about how um, switch you know some of these things is if they Mm. can make sure with their rice or their bread yeah um, things like that their carbohydrates rather than the white processed yeah that would be a really great thing for them to to do it's it's making that you know making having the knowledge to make the right choices um you know not all the time you know nobody's perfect we aren't but but it's just knowing you know to make the right choices within those um exactly things that you put in your trolley and then they can have things like um a tin of baked beans but if they're having it on um if you know on a seeded uh, slice of bread much better that's much healthier isn't it so where can so parents listening out there where can they go to find out more about this course that you're doing particularly for older teens yeah because I'm trying to I I want to be able to tailor it um for what that particular group of students um or teens want to learn um so I'm taking four in my kitchen um at a time or eight on zoom so it'd be nice to get a group together that um that maybe know each other but if not then learn I can offer dates where different people can can come and join. Um, is is best is just to, to contact me directly. Um, so email me at info at time to nourish um, I'm on Instagram, Facebook, and uh, um, uh, yeah. So Instagram and Facebook. That's uh, and I've got a website. So my website is www.timetonourish.co.uk. Um, but yeah, come and find me on Facebook as well, Time to Nourish. I mean, that would be quite good fun doing it with a group of friends. Absolutely. Yeah, well, I, th- I think that would be great fun. I mean, the ideal is when we've got sort of four four people who know each other in my kitchen, you know, sort of working as in pairs um, and we cook up 
you know, whatever it is they choose that they want to, to cook up. I send out a, a list of um, recipe ideas, um, which are sort of breakfast, lunches and dinners, um, or if there's specific skills that they want to, to skill up on or mm. stuff that they want to talk about from a nutrition perspective. I really like to, to just uh, tailor it to what they need. Um, so it's really quite personalised. Yeah. And as I say, if we cook up together, they can take the food home with them as well. Excellent. As well cooking, cooking batches. And one of the things we were talking about on the show last week is what you can be doing with your mm. exam levers who yeah. are at home. This is perfect. Absolutely. They can come along, yeah. do one of these courses, a group of friends, mm. and then practice. Yeah. And then yeah, and spend the summer practicing <laughs> exactly. on their parents. <laughs> exactly. I think that's a brilliant yeah, idea. Definitely. Okay, well yeah, definitely go along and um I can highly recommend uh the bliss balls yeah yeah they're on the list bliss balls (laughs) the bliss balls um okay so let's just uh just some local news then we've got um a report of there's a bus shelter in woodcote i hope i've said that correctly near reading um is it that's going to be removed because it attracts crime and antisocial behavior mm. um so yeah teenagers behaving badly in the village and i'm sure it's not just this village so no i'm the, absolutely um, sure it's not <laughs> so we've all got we probably lots of us are in places where they have the little community uh facebook groups yes, and everything yeah. gets posted on there definitely. so i know it's definitely not happening <laughs> yep. in one village but i mean what do so the councillors have said um they, they are considering other ways to keep the young people occupied looking at a possible uh, pump track obstacle course for bmx bikes or scooter riders um they said they do have sports clubs and youth clubs um but they've been closed mm. during the pandemic and there isn't much else i mean i kind of do feel sorry for these yeah. I'm, I'm not excusing no. their behavior got to be responsible for their behavior but what do they what do, they do i think it's been really difficult for these young people over the last um you know year to 18 months um with with the lockdown and um you know facilities being shut Mm. um, and also them not being able to go to each other's houses Mm. um i know sort of my my family you know that when they when they can't be with their friends yes social media and everything is great but there's no there's no substitute for actually going out and being with your friends and hanging out in each other's houses Mm. and when they've not been able to do that and if the youth clubs um and the sports facilities and the sports matches have all been cancelled you know that they have had a very limited ability to be able to um to socialize with their friends anywhere but out and about in the you know in the parks and maybe the bus shelters yeah um and it's like you say you can't excuse antisocial behavior but and they do need to take responsibility for their behaviors and make good choices there too but i think we do um you know like you say, feel sorry for them a little bit. It has been very difficult for everybody. Uh, and I think particularly the young people when they've not been at school either. Mm. And that's where they get their energy from, yeah. their buzz from. Um, and it's not always going to, they're not always going to be able to do that in, in somebody's garden. No. Or, you know, I mean, you can have obviously um, uh, a small group, can't you, in the house now. now. Yeah. But um, but they, I suppose they want a bit of independence as well. And Absolutely. if there's nowhere so... Yeah, so hopefully um, they are going to, because it's completely closed in structure, so they are actually going to be replacing it with one with windows or transparent walls. But yeah, I think mm. that it, it's also, as um, Councillor Malcolm Smith said, they're, they're trying to look at other things that yeah. they can provide and perhaps when they can get these, um, these other clubs back up and running. And then 
bliss balls, we were talking, <laughs> talking about, about bliss, balls. bliss balls, there is now a new word in the Oxford English Dictionary as part of the latest official update. There's a few new words. Great. Um, I'll, t- I'll tell you a couple of the others. There's staycation okay. uh, is now in there, defined as a holiday at home or in one's country of residence. Um, this I'd not heard of um, ever before. Dead name. No, so dead what's that? name. It's defined as the former name of a person, especially a transgender person who has chosen a new name. So okay. I don't know much more about that. Social distance um, is defined as oh, oh, we know that. We know what that one means. We don't need a definition <laughs> of that. That's in there now. But this, but it, yeah. So among these new words officially recognised is the term amaze balls. Yeah, they're definitely Your describing bliss my bliss balls, are, aren't they? Are amaze balls. <laughs> um, so it was first. The term was first coined about thirteen years ago. I didn't wow. didn't realise it had been around for that long. And it says so. The dictionary's definition of amaze balls is expressing enthusiastic approval. Great, excellent, highly impressive, fantastic. Um, but this is what makes me laugh. Um, so it says, the, the report says, speaking to the BBC, Fiona McPherson of the Oxford English Dictionary explained why it had taken 13 years for the word to be recognised. And she says, what you will often find is that words, while they may be coined, it does take a while for it to enter into everybody's language. Now, okay. I don't know about you, Joe. But it's, I don't know, it's its not a term I'm going to be adding to my everyday language. It's not I don't one know, I've used regularly. No, it's not one know. I've used regularly. But I do know people, there, are, there is somebody that's springing to mind who I knows, know uses it quite a lot. Oh, so really? I have heard it, yes. <laughs> okay. Hey, Rachel, you've been amazeballs today. <laughs> I, I'm sorry that it just, I just, <laughs> Yeah, I'll just use it's it to just, describe my bliss balls. Yeah, I think just yeah, stick to stick to amaze balls, bliss balls. Um, now everybody's going to want to know what your bliss balls are. Can you give us a? We might have time. Can you give us a sneaky tease? <laughs> what, what are um, what are the, bliss balls? Bl- bliss balls. Well, my favourites are um, the chocolate oat and raisin ones. Because um, so a lot of sort of bliss balls and and sort of uh, fruit bars that you would buy in the shops are full of you know very high content is dates. Well, I try to make mine a little bit more interesting um, and so I, I like to put oats in mine and use different dried fruits and different flavours and it's just um, a raw bliss ball really, a, a raw um, mixture of ingredients that you, you blend up that you can then, that then will stick together and you keep them in the fridge and they're just a lovely little snack full of uh, nutrients. And if you put if you put some of that uh, chocolate in or the cocoa powder or the cacao um, powder c- cacao, or, is that or, how you say or protein it? powders, yeah. um, then I mean my children have eaten them mm. because they are, you know, they're not, I mean, they're not the sweetest, but they will eat them because they have obviously yeah. got some of the natural sweetness in them. Yeah, definitely. That's what the dried fruit's in there for. Yeah, yeah. you don't need to add any sugar yeah, or, exactly. or syrups or anything to them generally. Yeah, exactly. So thank you so much, um, Joe, Very for welcome. coming thank in and um, telling us about this this course. As I said, I think I, I, I might need to sneak on it. <laughs> Um, or look at one of your other ones that you do because you do so many um so yeah great idea though for um for those 
A-level students, yeah. students, well, even younger students yeah. who, who want to just um, maybe cook a bit more over the summer holidays. Um, really great. And, and I think just such a fun way if they can get a group together as well yeah, to do it. It sounds really good fun. Um, so thank you very much. Coming up, uh, we've got SJ um, Froome with her Let's Do Lunch. And then after that... Um, there we have Andrea McLeod at one o'clock with a new show on the job. Oh. So um, really exciting. Um, so let's finish with the song. Thank you again, um, Joe. And this is Patience with Take That and looking forward to next week. Just have a little patience. Still hearing from a Love I lost I'm feeling your frustration But any minute all the pain will stop Just hold me close inside
interrupt your regular broadcast to bring you this important news bulletin. River Radio has arrived. Beautiful. Tell your friends. But don't forget to wear your mask. That's right. (laughs) Now to continue with the tape recording.